Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Warning! Contains strong language and adult themes throughout. Hello, I'm Crystal Rasmussen. Hello, I'm Candy Warhol. And you're listening to Dragon Ants, the podcast. So we're back for another week of the podcast. What a wild weekend, my love, wouldn't you say so? Oh, it's been. For me, it has been just a weekend of transformation. You know, mm. as you know, um, they're rebooting Living TV and their flagship show is The Swan. Mm. And I was, of course, the first swan. guest. Yeah, the first swan. And, you know, it has been quite, I mean, as you can see, I'm in a head-to-toe body cast and my teeth just keep on, just keep on falling out. So mm. I, I just have to push them back in every now and then, which is obviously going to make this recording slightly harder. But, you know, just while I heal, it's been incredible. You know, 50, 54 surgeries in a weekend, mm-hmm. Candy. It's a lot, isn't it? And it's definitely, take, definitely taken a physical toll, I can, I can see. Well, I mean, of course, you know. All for the best. You know, for the best. Some, you know, some have said, looked at me and said, it's not enough. You know? hmm. I, would, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, but look, so, all, you know, uh, no pain, no gain, I say, you know. Um, what about you? Um, to be honest, I'm a bit I'm a bit gobsmacked that you even asked me that after what you put me through last Friday. Um, and for those that don't know, uh, when we finished the podcast last week, Crystal led me to the woods and dared me, or I would rather say bullied me, into lighting the black flame candle, which... <sighs> Just, you know, madness ensued. I had to spend, I was literally up, I haven't slept in three days trying to put a stop to the Sanderson sisters and the the deaths that were ensuing in our little town. And, and here I, I am, and you just out, you know, again, for personal gain while I, I've been saving lives. I, you know, I'm just so sorry. I, you know, um, I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm just so sorry because you know I did, I thought the black flame candle was a new diptyque scent, you know, mm-hmm. and so it, I just had no idea what was going to happen, and you, you know I had to get surgery. Mm. I think you knew exactly what you were doing. I think that you took advantage of me because I am an open um, virgin, and of course it, it needs um, a virgin to light the candle. Um, listen, I haven't slept. I I need to go home after this. So let's just let's just move on, shall we? Okay. Well, you know I'm here to talk about it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. That's that on that. Okay, so today we are talking about conformity. Conformity for me has been something I've found I'm very skilled at. I find it very easy. But inside, you know, it's hard. I, You know, on the outside, I, I'm everything a normal girl should be. But on the in, inside, you know, I was screaming. Mm. 
you know, and I, you know, I've said to my mother, shut up, mother, you'll give yourself a nosebleed. And she just pushed and pushed and, you know, it's what it was for me. <laughs> I'm just laughing at you laughing. <laughs> okay, we are so excited to welcome our guest to the studio today. She is an absolutely incredible singer who rose to fame on The X Factor. She has released five brilliant albums. She has been on the cover of Diva magazine three times. And just like myself and Christelle, she has been voted one of the most influential lesbians in the UK. Please welcome Miss Lucy Spragan. How are you, Queen? How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? We're good, good. Thank you so much for um, dressing up in drag today. You look absolutely stunning. (laughs) This mm. is my this is my fitness look yeah. actually. Would you call it like yeah, a, no. a fuchsia pink wig? <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know how I don't know how how you know <clears throat> the fact that it reaches all the way to the floor mm. and outside the door. It's this incredible. Is the only way I can work out. It's right, of course. Right. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Exactly, yeah. Um so today we're talking about um now Crystal, I keep not being able to pronounce the words. So I'm gonna let you say that sentence. <laughs> Well, today we're talking, you know, this this episode is actually a lot about conformity. And, you know, I know that you, Lucy, have a question or a dilemma for us kind of around that topic. Can you share it with our listeners? I do indeed. So I am a nine months sober, actually nine months sober today. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. As as a lesbian and as a member of the LGBT community, LGBTI and, and everybody else community, mm-hmm. um, I I feel that being sober maybe puts me in a different position mm. and I'm not sure whether I need to change the way I fit the, the role that I fit into into the community mm. being sober. Yeah. Why do you think specifically in the in the LGBT QIA plus community um being sober it can be a stigma? Well, I was I gave this quite a bit of thought and Right. Since since I've been a teenager and since I've been out, like going out, pride has always been about going out and drinking with my friends and then going out on Canal Street and the clubs open at 10 at night. <laughs> There's nowhere to like, you know, it's never been about sitting down together and mm. really having that much conversation. It's always been about being really like wild and fast and free. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and sobriety has been sort of brought a different side of me that isn't quite the same as that young, fast, wild, free. Yeah. I, mean, I am. Yeah. But sobriety is very different. Mm. What can you explain how it's different? Like what's that experience like? Um, I think it. you naturally, when you take alcohol out of any equation that you would normally have alcohol in, in those situations, you know, in a club where you're dancing, I found it really difficult to just like go into a club and feel like I belong in there mm. sober. Mm, right, um, right. And and in in gay clubs, I mean like I'm a I'm a GAY <laughs> uh like mm. hack and and all the sort oh. of late night early morning places and you can't really go in and be like can I have a nice alcohol-free cocktail please? Because the best thing you're going to get is like 
a 25 year old out bex blue um <laughs> we love it yeah 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 that's so interesting and so do you you know that i i think that is you know it's something that has been a topic of conversation in the queer community for a little while now that there are no spaces to gather sober and it is interesting how a lot of our socializing and a lot of our sex life you know is really hinged around this idea of substances whether it's drugs or or drinking you know and i yeah i i that's kind of the statement i'm making rather than asking a question to you but more like you know go go on i see say what you're gonna say i just feel like maybe because the places i mean in my lifetime i've been able to gather with other gay people really openly and with pride and Mm. freedom because of the people before but i think that the people before the only places they could ever really meet up openly was in clubs Mm. or gay bars behind closed doors and so our culture partially has has sort of began in that drinking culture as well and and the drug culture Mm. it we Mm. there's definitely a, a an area of that built built into the culture for for a lot of lgbtqi everyone totally that's such a good point because like like literally just like you said even if you think all the way back to stonewall we've you know at times really needed these safe spaces but especially back in the day those safe spaces would have had to be secret and on the down like on the down low and oftentimes those would have been bars so that's a good that's a great point um but it's really interesting that you talk about spaces to gather and things things to do you know as somebody who doesn't necessarily engage with I guess like um, something that is kind of like a, a huge cultural backbone for this community. And you can understand why as well, you know, you can understand why, you know, when you first move to the city or when you first go to your first gay club, it's like a terrifying experience. And of course the act of like, you know, having a drink, mm. like kind of soothes that nerve. And I guess it's interesting cause you know, Candy, I've known you like a, quite a while now. No, I'm, I'm about to be really serious, okay. but like I've known you quite a while and, you know, we both a little bit grown up a little bit in the last few years and got a little bit less, is this fair? A little bit like less. Completely. In like insecure or whatever. And I think I'm not, and, and I, you know, I actually, I want to be careful because as somebody who does drink and somebody who has a lot of friends who, you know, drink and a lot of friends who are sober, I don't want to necessarily shame people who drink and say that people drink because they're insecure either. But, you know, it's interesting that like, I guess, I'm at the age now, I think uh, probably all of us are, where like we have friends who are making those choices to go sober, right? And I think it's it's just about becoming secure in the fact that you don't need it or becoming secure in the fact that you can handle it, you know, or that you that it works for you and it doesn't work for you. And I guess it would be nice to reach a space within the community where each choice is valid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting because it is more about other people's opinions on acceptance Mm. Mm. whether that's you know whether you have a whether they're fine with you having a dog or being trans or or being sober or being do you know it's like well not not being trans actually no 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 different but well it is it's totally different but in the same in the same way i think it's it's true and what you're saying that like it's it's interesting that because i have been in situations where when i was younger i found it hard to deal with the news that somebody was sober and also I've been in situations when I've, when I have been obviously fine with it and I've seen someone respond badly to that fact. 
you know, I was a, a really good friend of mine is sober and I was once at a dinner party where, you know, one, one of the hosts was just secretly feeding them alcohol and being like, ah, and it was like so bad. And then I'm like, but you can sit here with five drag queens, you know, and, and loads of non-binary people. You can get everyone's pronoun right. Mm. And you can, you know, move swiftly between they, he, she, you know, whatever. But you can't just accept the fact that this person is sober. Like, it's really interesting. And I've not really thought about it in much depth, but I think it's, it's a shame, really. It is a shame. It is a shame. And some people do try and make you feel like you shouldn't be there. Actually, Like, truly. And I'm not very good. I'm quite outspoken. And I'm quite like, I don't... I'll tell people I'm sober and they'll be like, well, why are you sober? And first of all, I'm like, I will always say, I'm fine with you asking that question to me, but don't do that again. Don't ask somebody why they're sober again, because right. not everyone wants to tell you that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, wh- what's that scar from or, yeah. or something like that? It's, it's like, no, I don't always want to say. But especially but at I a, say, and especially at a social setting where you're just there to have fun. It's like, yeah. maybe that person's reason, not always, but maybe that person's reason for not drinking could be something deeply personal. Why would they want to open up about that in the middle of a house party? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. And some people might just say, well, do I have to have a reason? Yeah. And be a bit pissed off that they were even asked. And I'll just right. say, like, you know, I am a complete dickhead and an alcoholic, and that's why I don't drink. Yeah. yeah. And, and people will be like, whoa oh, what does that mean? Like, did you wake up every day and drink? And I'm like, well, this is a whole other conversation. The answer is no. But the whole other conversation of like what an alcoholic looks like, Mm. is it would make me go off on a tangent, but the whole- No, no, it's valid. Asking people stuff Mm. is this, is it comes from the same people that, um, maybe they're misinformed or or don't know enough about it. That's why they're so uncomfortable. Um, well, I I think it comes down to the fact, you know, as, like I said, as somebody who drinks, you know, every now and then I feel like my relationship with alcohol isn't necessarily really good for me. And sometimes I feel like it is and whatever. And I think a lot of the time that real insecurity and in talking about it and that real inability to broach the subject, probably as ever when anyone's doing any sort of external judgment comes from your own relationship with that, mm-hmm. right? And of course, if that's about being misinformed, because if you don't know what your own relationship is with alcohol, then you are misinformed mm-hmm. about that and about alcohol. So, you know, I, if I'm honest with you, I, I, you know, now, obviously, as I say, 10 years in, in London, I have a lot of friends who are sober, a lot of friends who have substance, you know, misuse problems, whatever, as well. And I am okay and good at talking about it. But when I first moved to London, if someone told me they were sober, I would have said, why? I would have said, oh my God, you don't look like an alcoholic. I would have said, oh my God, did you wake up in the morning and drink? And I think, you know, I I, I don't want to assume for both of you, but were you two ever like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Completely. 100%. So, and I think, that, <laughs> I, again, I think that stems from, and I'm not sure if this is just for the gay community, but like just being out at a house party, being at a club, you would just assume that everybody's on the same buzz and understand or not understand then why somebody wouldn't want to be on the, on the same messy mm. buzz, you know? I mean, looking back, thinking like, it's probably quite wrong that I would find it so hilarious falling into work at 8am being like, I haven't got to sl- sleep yet, you know, after my gig, I went to like five house parties. I would just think that would just be the funniest thing. And then looking back at... <laughs> You know, there was nothing funny or healthy about that, but I would just not understand why everybody else didn't want to be on the same buzz, you know? And I think for for whether it's uh, sobriety or any other issue, to ask somebody um, why 
it can sometimes be a really tough question because I know for me and maybe you, Lucy, and others, it's not something that you might have a definitive answer. It's something that just as a human, you're figuring out as you go along, you know? And it's something you're just, you're, no, it's sounding really cliche, but you're just on your own journey, figuring things out mm. and trialing and erring things. So you, it's not always right. black and white and a simple, a simple answer, you know? Absolutely. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sobriety, of course, runs across everything. And I think what's interesting is like, it runs weirdly sobriety in relationships with alcohol and substances kind of runs across all classes and all sort of different, you know, social strata and I'm sure races and I'm sure sexualities because actually alcohol is something that is so embedded in our culture full stop, Mm. you know, and I can't talk for necessarily other nations, but I know like in the UK, there is such a huge, you know, binge drink culture there is such a huge get to 18 and have your first big night out there's that whole thing in high school of you know drinking quarter liter of vodka vodka vodkas on parks and then i you know i grew up in a really working class place but i have middle class friends who grew up having a wine with dinner from the age of 15 mm-hmm. and that was just the dumb thing and then alcohol is super normalized and it's just this thing that is present at all times yeah. at all social gatherings yeah. in the uk isn't that that's so sort of yeah it crosses all borders, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the same over here yeah. in Ireland. Like I would have been four or five and sitting in the pub, like on a Sunday after church or after mass, you know? Sitting well, you were serving in the pub, Candy. You were landlady at four. But I, Youngest <laughs> landlady in Ireland. It's amazing. <laughs> but it's weird how that becomes normalized, isn't it? And like, you kind of mm. forget that maybe it's not like that around around the world, but there is there is this huge view that Irish and the and, uh people in the UK are like mental drinkers and to be yeah, fair that kind of is true a little bit you know it is a really big part of our culture I guess my next question Lucy is like have you you know since going sober have you what have you found where have you found who have you found that you like can be comfortably sober with is that in clubs still or is that different spaces like what has your experience in the last nine months been like of being sober and on the the gay scene so i the good parts the good parts good parts are immediately when i first stopped drinking i just um i've always had quite a bit of an issue with my weight i've always been slightly overweight in my mind i'd never i've always really struggled with the way that i looked and when i stopped drinking i didn't really realize how much i was drinking i lost i've lost now three and a half stone wow Mm. and 
and which means I was drinking some and eating <laughs> some pizzas at night when I didn't remember eating them. <laughs> mm. um, well, that's another and, congratulations, girl. Well done. Thank you. And and I found fitness. So, so I started losing a bit of weight and I started feeling just a, like so much mm. better. The first month and a half was horrendous. It was horrendous. I was it's like my it's like my skin ached mm. and like everything was just horrible and, and really intense. Mm. And feelings mm. came in really strong. I was like, what are these? Um but after that, this fitness thing, this just urge to like run, get out there was just a bam there. And now I run about 30k a week. Wow. Um and I just love it. And so bringing that back to like the gay community, I'm uh, I'm recently, I'm in the middle of a divorce. So I'm like in a situation now where I'm like, I guess back mm-hmm. in the gay dating world, single person. And I feel physically better than I've ever felt in my life. I don't remember a time where I felt comfortable in my skin like the way that I do that so good and you would think at a time you know when you are like maybe thinking about going dating again that could be something that people immediately would say start drinking to boost their confidence so to have that self-discipline now and to have that newfound confidence is absolutely incredible right you know going forward do you feel now like where you are in your life you know you're nine months somewhere today going forward do you feel like confident as a gay woman going forward this is something you're going to stick to and you feel confident in yourself to do so do you think I'll stick to being a gay woman? Being sober gay woman. I know, I know. You absolute bitch. I was like, oh. I feel like it's a no. I think it's a no. He's going straight yeah. back to heteronormativity. He's going to go back no, to go um, that hairdo and dress. I think that would be a really cool um, headline for when my album comes out. It's like, Lucy Spragan, sober and straight. Um, <laughs> I mean, iconic. I mean, you heard it here first. Uh, yeah, no, I feel I feel like the most me I've ever been in my life. I kind of feel like I've oh. been an imposter yep. for a very long time mm. and that I didn't truly really know anything about me. And I did a lot of things to uh, make a lot of people like me yep. or to make other people feel good about themselves. Or I did things because they were there. Like I bought things for, to impress people. Mm. And now I'm like... I run mm-hmm. and I uh, do my fitness and I and I keep myself to myself and if my friends need me I'm there for them and yeah I feel I feel the best I've ever felt to be honest. You know what's great as well at the start of this we talked about like uh, is there openly gay sober people out there and we couldn't really name a lot but it's great that you are and you have this great following and you can totally be open about it and I'm sure there's going to be lots of people that will relate yeah. to you you know. Mm. Uh, I, I it's really beautiful I, it's not even about people being sober it's just about people finding themselves exactly right. exactly because I, right. I utterly found like myself through sobriety but you can do it through anything through anything yeah honestly Lucy it has been like a true pleasure to have you on the show today thank you so thank much you for coming very, very oh, much. lovely and congratulations on nine months sober thank you Okay, so, dear Candy and Crystal, I'm worried I'm addicted to stealing hanging baskets from people's gardens. Hmm. Mm. I don't know what happens, but when I see one, I just can't help but take it. I now have over 430 in my house. 
And I'm worried that this is starting to get out of hand. I know what I am doing is breaking the law, but I just really love a hanging basket. Help me, please, before it's too late, asks Judith from Sunderland. And I think, yep, judging by the picture, I'm right. That is the actress, Judith Light. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, you know, first off, I think we need to think about, you know, for 430, mm. you know, it's not that many. Uh, I mean, it depends on the size of the house, I think. And I know for us, well, that wouldn't be an issue. We have quite large houses, um, not to brag, but I think for Judith Life, you know, uh, besides the besides the hanging baskets, she is a minimal person. I think she lives in a little, yeah, a little studio apartment. So mm. um, I'm just looking at these pictures. It's, I mean, it's, it's hoarding, isn't it? It's kind of giving off a Edie and Great Gardens vibe, but because of the fresh. But is that not a real? Is that not a really wonder? You know, I always say that you know to have a strong aesthetic, you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think Judith Leith here is, is she's making the choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an aesthetic choice, and I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, Candy, and often you know, frankly, you know, I think things could be worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she could be, you know, doing stuff. Although actually looking at the pictures, it looks like she is, you know, with those grubby, grubby hands of hers. I think it does look like she's doing stuff with the hanging baskets. And I think therein is the problem, really. Mm. It's not about the taking of the hanging baskets. It's about sort of, you know, and actually, if you again, if you look closer, you know, her teeth are kind of full of soil. Mm. And I think, you know, Mm. it's sort of, that's not healthy. You know, ingesting soil, Mm. as you know, Candy, Mm. because you did, you know, you did the the Dr. Oatker soil diet back in the, the, the 80s. Yeah, I did. I mean, but to be fair, you know, myself, Janice Dickinson and the rest of the 80s supermodels at the time, you know, were fed soil to, ke- to keep going in between all the shows. Um, but Judith Light, on the other what? hand, I I, mm. I I don't know. And to be honest, for for a better word, you know, these images are quite, quite dark and macabre. You know, the, you have the imagery of these beautiful, beautiful, colourful hanging uh, baskets and then this grotesque image of actress Judith Light um like mounting these mm. hanging baskets and, and mm. ingesting the soil which i uh, it's quite startling isn't it crystal uh, well i know from you know living with a pack of wolves for 31 mm. years i know that you know when wolves are deficient in salt mm. they often eat the earth mm. And I think that is evidently what's going on here with Judith. I think actually what this is, is your classic case of a salt deficiency. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. and I think, I think really, I think what she needs to start doing is, you know, just a little soy sauce on her, you know, on her, you know, beautiful miso salmon at dinner time. Oh. <clears throat> actually, that's what Ophelia is cooking for us now. Um, you know, I just think a little salt on her, you know, on her lunch, on her dinner, just, you know, just to replenish those lost minerals mm. and that really is what this is all about you know maybe a nice swim in the sea on a on a on a morning you know to maybe uh, to clear that up as well oh. yes i mean sunderland is known for its beautiful seas mm. Um, you know, we, we, we holiday there every year, actually, Candy, don't we? we? And I know, you know, it was, I mean, I guess we haven't been there since you had that windsurfing accident, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it just brings back those, um, those horrific memories, but maybe, you know, we could, we could offer, uh, Judith Light, um, our cabin, uh, for. Well, you know, I was thinking really, you know, 
I think HelloFresh actually mm. has a really good range of of salt heavy meals to really replenish those salts. And I think, you know, this candy, we have seen this before many times, salt deficiency. We have. And, you know, I think that's what this is about, Judith. So I think, you know, take it from us to you, just a little salt in the meal and you'll stop stealing those hanging baskets. Mm, mm. Let us know how you get on Judith and uh, and Mm. best of luck. Okay. Another wild show, uh, Crystal. Any plans for the weekend? Well, I had the strangest time last week because, as you know, I went viral on Facebook because I did that. Um, I did because I've been doing a lot of hardcore parkour. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I was I was when I jumped from the one building to the other and I near missed, mm. you know, it was both exhilarating for me and incredible for my follower count. So I've had a lot of brands get in touch, you know. I'm on the cover of Parkour Weekly next week, and it has just been a crazy ride. So, wow. you know, I'm just going to do what I love to do. I'm going to take to the skies on my own, and I am just going to run through the rooftops of the city, you know, and I am just going to make some more par- hardcore parkour content. You know, I've been asked to be in a Madonna video, actually. Um, it's been a real incredible time for me and for my parkour community. Oh, oh mm. I can't wait. I can't wait to see, mm. see where this takes you. Okay. Um, enjoy your weekend, my love. And I will um, reluctantly see you next week. Okay. It's been such a pleasure again. You too. To reconnect. You too. Thank you for listening. We Bye. love you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 